Welcome to How Life Changed, a podcast that features stories of real people and how their lives have changed as a result of COVID-19. I'm your host, John Noltner, and I'm glad you could join us. Change is a constant in life, but as a global community, we're now in the midst of unprecedented change as a result of the pandemic, and it's altering our work, home, and community lives in unexpected and profound ways. Each of us will experience this outbreak in our own unique fashion, each of us a single thread woven into the fabric of this historic event. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll explore just one of those threads, one person's story, and through that lens, hope to gain some human insight into the bigger picture of what's happening in our world today. This episode of How Life Changed is being recorded on Monday, April 13, 2020. Today I'm talking with Mike Arneson from Big Sky, Montana. Mike, welcome and thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Uh, so, so tell me, you're not in Big Sky right now, is that right? Ah, uh, correct. I'm in La Crosse, Wisconsin, hunkered down uh, with my parents, who are soon to be 90 and 87 years old. So I'm fortunate to. Uh, have both of them still alive and in relatively good health and um, thought I was better served being here with them than um, enjoying life in Montana. (laughs) (laughs) At least for the, for the time being, huh? Correct. Yeah. So tell me how that unfolded. When did you realize that you were going to be coming out to lacrosse and did you, did you drive it? Did you fly it? What happened? Yeah, it was all um, very sudden. My wife, uh, Sue, and I are both um, pretty active volunteers uh, back home, and we both uh, do volunteer work at a ski resort called Big Sky. Um, And both of us actually were doing volunteer work on Sunday, March 15th. And when we got to the resort to start our day, um, they told us in our morning meeting that they were closing at the end of the day for the season. So it came about very suddenly, you know, and that was the first word. Um, Prior to that, uh, Vail had closed a number of its resorts and some other resorts had closed as well. Uh, So, you know, we saw it coming, but we didn't know exactly when it would take effect. Um, But we, we, so we showed up, found out that was the end of our season And normally our season would have run until this coming Sunday, the 19th of April. So it was about five weeks um, curtailed. And initially, Sue and I thought, well, you know, we could hunker down in Montana for an indeterminate period of time. We we're not off the grid, but we are off the beaten path a little bit and um, very easy for us to. Um, be well provisioned and have absolutely no contact with anyone for as long as it would take to ride something like that out. Um, But, you know, as we started talking about that, you know, we realized that, you know, we didn't know obviously on March 15th where this whole thing was headed, but we thought, you know, if this thing really does come unglued and turns into a worst case scenario, um, we're not where we should be to be of any help or benefit to our family or, you know, our loved ones. And 
So we decided pretty much on the spot that we were going to kind of wrap things up, close our house down, load up our Suburban with provisions and head back to the Midwest for an undecided and to be determined period of time. And so during a couple of days as we were getting organized to accomplish that, my parents have a home companion that comes in and spends a few hours with them every day. And it turns out that she had an, um, an immune system issue. And so she bowed out of providing her service because of the virus. And um, suddenly we were cast into the fray of, you know, not having support for my parents. And so fortunately, you know, the wheels were already in motion, but we essentially ended up loading up, um, drove straight through to the Twin Cities, um, stopped only for gas, even brought our own food with us for the travel so that we could minimize our contact with any outside, you know, parties. Um, got to Minneapolis, dropped my wife off at our daughter's house so she could do uh, daycare, essentially, for our grandson. We call it grandparenting, but replacing their daycare. And I continued on to lacrosse to be with my parents. And so it's been, you know, three plus weeks now that we've been back in the Midwest um, and separated from each other from that period of time, but both, um, at least in our view, providing, you know, a, a valuable service to our families and and being with them versus doing what you and I are doing, having a, you know, a Zoom or FaceTime interaction. So, uh, so we both feel real good about, you know, what we did, how we did it, uh, when we did it, and here we are. So tell me how you and your parents are passing your days. So my mom has, um, she's kind of midstream and uh, with dementia. And so she's uh, got a very good attitude, and is, but is very content to um, not do a whole lot. And so she's actually very easy to take care of. But my dad uh, is a real active, soon to be 90 year old, has a you know, a, a daily constitution of going to the YMCA and going swimming and having coffee with his parents and then coming home and replacing the our home companion and spending the rest of the day with my mom. And so it's been real hard on him to not be able to get out and, you know, get get some, um, you know, some outside interaction, get some uh, physical activity. And we've been trying to replace that by going on walks every day. Uh, you know, which we're able to do, but it's not quite the same, you know, for him. And so it's, it's certainly a change of lifestyle for all of us. And, uh, but, you know, we're three plus weeks into it. I'd say it's going extremely well. Everybody's, you know, happy and healthy. And we consider ourselves very fortunate to be, you know, where we are at the moment, especially as you watch the struggles around the country and around the world with other people that are not as fortunate as we are. Yeah, right. Good. I'm glad to hear it. What um, I'm, I'm guessing <clears throat> with your parents' uh, advanced age, when it comes time to go out for groceries and mingle in the public like that, is that, is that become your responsibility? 
Um, actually, it's an opportunity for us all to get out of the house. But what we've been doing is ordering groceries online. Uh, they bring them out and put them in the back of the car for us. So we don't even have to leave our car. In fact, we just got back from doing that. But that's our second um, shopping excursion in three weeks. So we're, you know, we're just doing it pretty much on a minimalist as needed basis. We're very well provision, but you got to get some of the fresh stuff, you know, occasionally just to have that. And then um, besides our daily walks, we uh, we do try to get out occasionally several times a week and go for a drive in the country. And that we're able to do without, um, again, interacting with any, any people. So in the, in the time I've been here, I would, I, I can confidently say that we've had absolutely no uh interface with other you know direct contact with other people um we did a carry out food one day to try that out and it worked fine but um probably not going to do that again just uh why take the chance sort of thing and although you know in in the county that we're in lacrosse county there have been very few reported cases it's kind of a not a hot spot by any means. And so um, we've been fortunate, but again, there's no percentage in taking any risk. And the, you know, the unknown is just how long this is going to endure. And, you know, I heard a great quote and I don't remember, I think it might've been like mother Teresa or somebody, but it was to the effect that um, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow isn't here. And so we have today. And that's kind of how, life is right now. You know, it's just all about today. Um, I think when I look back on all this, it will be um, a time that I'm really going to cherish because uh, at my parents' advanced age, you know, I, I get to see them very regularly, but it's usually only for a couple days at a time. And spending an extended period of time together, and especially without a lot of interface with the outside world, it's um, a really special time together, and I consider myself, you know, both privileged and blessed to be in the position to be able to do what I'm doing, but to have that time together with them. You know, uh, when you're when you have that much time, you know, you're, you know, they watch reruns on TV, and I'm not a TV person, so you know, it's not my chosen activity but you find you know you have a lot of a lot of conversations certainly um and a lot of quiet time a lot of just being you know just being together um it it's it's really special time um you you know the bonding that's going on and you know the kind of the unspoken um love and appreciation is 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 still very powerful and um, I, I'm trying to live in that moment and enjoy it as as much as I can. Yeah, we've had that same experience with our kids in the house. You know, our kids are older, 22 and 24, and you right. and we still saw them regularly anyway. But now it's a more focused time, and you you wind up with conversations other than hey what's new what did you do today because we already know what they did today <laughs> you, you know you're in proximity all the time and so I, I I like what you say about that quiet time and that 
just that gentle presence. And it's something that uh, in our busy world, we don't often get the time for. Right. Absolutely. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about the other front that you and your wife are working on with her taking care. You you said it's a grandson, right? Who's about a year old? Just had his first birthday last week. So we had a fun um, extended family Zoom birthday party, which was really great. And um, yeah, Sue is... Uh, so both our daughter and her husband um, are fortunately still employed and are pretty fully functional at home. So they probably can ride this out for an extended period of time and be in a pretty good uh, circumstance. But you know, trying to chase after a one-year-old when you're both working is a challenge for them. And so Sue coming on the scene, I think, was very um you know, very timely and very much appreciated. I, I think they still could have kept, uh, our grandson's name is Hank, and they could have kept him in daycare, but they were, you know, concerned about doing that. You know, not so much for his health, maybe, although certainly you're always concerned for your kids' uh, well-being, but, you know, maybe more concerned that he'd bring something home and you know, his parents and my wife would all catch it and then, you know, they'd all be sick. And so um, I think there's a lot of peace of mind with her being able to be home, taking care of him. You know, he's really active and on the go. And um, I think my wife's utterly exhausted with a big smile on her face. Um, (laughs) But then she also does get our daughter and her husband, you know, around to break up the routine a little bit and um you know then they have a golden retriever that she dutifully takes out for walks every day with hank and so um you know i think for her it's going well and i would say that you know in the future where she'll look back on that special time with the three of them and you know really relish it and realize you know that was a blessing in disguise that would not have come to be, you know, absent uh, this pandemic. You know, sometimes, <clears throat> often, I think we we fail to recognize uh, the value of the moment we're in. I'm getting a sense as I talk with different people that there is maybe a slower awareness of uh, the richness that can be mined out of this uh, sheltering in place. It's encouraging. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I think you know, the suddenness with which all of this came down on, you know, the country and the world um, was so abrupt and so intense that um, I think it's taken people a while to just um, settle into it and partly understanding the gravity of it and appreciating the importance of the social distancing and stuff, but then getting the routine kind of figured out and getting it to work for everybody because it needs to. Um, um, But as that has started to fall in place, I know for us, it allows us to develop that appreciation that I don't think was there the first week or so that I was here. You know, we were too busy just scrambling, trying to figure it out. So now I think we're kind of in, you know, not quite Groundhog Day mode, but we certainly have the uh, 
the routine established. So that's, that's good. Well, tell me this, Mike, when was the last time that you and Sue had been apart for a month? Yeah, we, you know, before we met, I'm sure. So, <laughs> you know, 40 some years ago. Um, yeah, I, you know, we were talking about that. It's, you know, we've spent a week apart, a fishing trip with the boys, or, you know, maybe I've been gone 10 days or 12 weeks or 10, 10 days or two weeks at kind of the very most. But um, yeah, this is a, certainly a first for us and hopefully a last uh, occasion. But. Yeah. And, and how are the two of you staying in touch? Are you more inclined to uh, text or talk on the phone or do you do this sort of Zoom call? So we, when it's just us, we do FaceTime probably more than, you know, Zoom is more for bigger groups and scheduled things. Um, I don't know why, but just more probably because we're accustomed to using FaceTime with our kids. And I try to go for a, a good walk every day, an hour and a half or so. And so when each of us are on our walks, which are usually not at the same time, um, we'll walk and talk on our phones. And usually that's just uh, a telephone call. Um, but then part of the entertainment with my parents is putting Hank on you know, FaceTime and letting him entertain all of us. So, <laughs> so we do that. And then Sue and I aren't huge texters in general, but um, we will throw texts just to pass information back and forth where we don't really need to be talking. But uh, we favor direct, um, you know, voice interaction at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I'm curious on these daily walks that you do in uh, lacrosse, what do you see around you? What do you notice that has shifted? in in the surroundings um i see a lot of people out doing yard work and home improvement projects um i see lots of people out walking dogs i see lots of kids you know playing in their yards that normally would be in school um this is the time of year my my parents live right on the mississippi river and this is the spring migration of waterfowl. And so there's just have been, it's, it's getting close to the end now, but there have been a lot of birds moving their way up the Mississippi River. Uh, so we've been watching, you know, swans and pelicans and eagles and ducks of every kind and sandhill cranes. And now the songbirds are coming in pretty strong. So, um, so the wildlife activity has been um, pretty extensive too. Well, and I know here in the Twin Cities, we got about six inches of snow yesterday. Did you get any of that in lacrosse? Um, just an inch or so. It rained most of the day. We were right on the southern edge of it, and then it did turn to snow a little bit overnight. But in between us, they had about 10 inches in Wabasha, which is you know, not quite halfway, but on the way. I'm I'm taking uh, some solace in the belief that it will melt quickly this time. Yeah, they probably had more in stout than they did. <laughs> I think, probably I think you're it. right. Uh, yeah. So tell me what what you miss about Big Sky. Um, certainly our friends, and we've taken to doing Zoom happy hours with two different groups of our friends there on Thursdays and Fridays. Kind of have a standing you know, 
invite for anybody who's available, which is most everybody. Um, <laughs> and, you know, for me, it's probably a combination of I could do lots of projects around our house that would have no end in sight, which would keep me busy. And a much different kind of outdoor activity because of our surroundings there. We have um, just a great outdoor world. Um, I'm an avid fly fisherman that lends itself particularly well to solitary confinement. And uh, But we can do a lot of hiking and just being outside. So um, that I miss the most and, you know, try to replace that with a walk here, which is is great but not just not quite the same yeah the bluffs and the cross are beautiful but it's not mountains yeah that's right uh well and have your folks uh offered you a honeydew list with projects to do around their home yeah um, i've i've manufactured some um so there is you know because of their age some deferred maintenance that um i've identified and made you know i try to come up with um a project a day that I can do a mini project of, you know, sorts. Sometimes, you know, I was touching up some window frames and um, doing some touch up painting. I've done a bunch of yard work, you know, that kind of thing. So I try to come up uh, with something every day that's, you know, on the to-do list so that it gives me a little bit of purpose and structure, you know, with the day. Yeah. Good reason to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Hey, Mike, what do you think you've learned about yourself in this last month? Great question. Um, you know, I, I wondered if I would have the patience um, with my parents. Um, it's easier to be patient for a few days than it is for a few weeks or a few months. And so I was concerned that my patience might wear thin over time. Um, but it hasn't. Um, you know, I try to kind of flip it over and find um, entertainment and comedy out of what otherwise could be a less uh, happy, you know, circumstance. So I've definitely noticed that part of it. Um, I'm not a sit still person. Uh, that was a big concern for me being here. Uh, partly because um, even though I, I get out and go for a walk um, every day, a big part of what I do is is look after my parents, especially my mom, who, you know, can kind of get along, but don't really want to give her too much of a leash. And so um, I was concerned that, you know, I would find that pretty stifling to be you know, kind of in containment like that when I'm not accustomed to um, being locked down. Um, that has probably gone better than I um, thought it would as well. Um, I'm, you know, and I'm learning as I'm going. Um, so, you know, I don't know that anybody had any of this figured out in, in advance. And so, you know, like like you are with your family, you know, everybody's evolving through this. Um, you know, changing course correcting as as needed to make it work. Um, so you know, being adaptable is certainly a critical part of making this work for all of us. Yeah, I think so for sure. 
One last question for you. When, when life gets back to normal, uh, what's your first date going to be with Sue? Hmm. That's a great question. We have kind of a neighborhood um, hangout back in Big Sky. It's a barbecue restaurant, and it um, overlooks um, a river, the Gallatin River. So it's a beautiful setting, and they have a spectacular outdoor deck and you know overlook area. And I think that'll be our first stop when we get back is to sit out on the deck and have a beer and count our blessings. That sounds like a good day to look forward to. Yep. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk today. Good luck with your parents. Uh, good luck to Sue with uh, Hank and Hank's parents. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and I hope everybody stays safe and healthy. Yeah, thank you. And same back to you. I hope you enjoy your special time with your family and keep everybody safe and healthy. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Bye-bye, John. Thanks for joining us for How Life Changed. I'm your host, John Noldner, and I look forward to seeing you next time. How Life Changed is a series produced by A Piece of My Mind, a multimedia arts project that uses storytelling to rediscover what connects us. You can find A Piece of My Mind on Instagram at A-P-O-M-M Stories, on Twitter at A Piece of My Mind 1, that's the numeral 1, Facebook and YouTube at A Piece of My Mind. Peace is always spelled out, P-E-A-C-E. And you can find all of those links on our website, A-P-O-M-M dot net. That's the acronym for A Piece of My Mind dot net. Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend to listen too. Together, we'll see the world in new ways, one story at a time.